Hello everybody, I hope you're doing well. This video is going to be another attempt to talk about this path of what we call realizing the self and what is it that is calling us and why is it so particular in your life. So again, this is just another attempt to talk about something that it has become very complex over time, but it need not be like that. And that's my idea. My point always is to show you how simple and easy things are, but also why we complicate them. Because if I only show you how simple things are, it's only going to leave you with more questions. And I know that questions are inevitable and I love them, but uh, I try to always cater to that possibility of what are the questions that are kind of, that are going to come up. And of course, I try to cover as much as possible of the things that uh, usually come up in my own mind. And so I like to share them. So um, what is it that we're seeking? Let's establish that first. I think in our experience, uh, instead of the conceptual knowledge that we, we can say, oh, it's God who is, uh, who is calling me or it's Jesus, or instead of projecting something outside of us, let's just get with our experience. And our experience says that there's something that I have no idea what it is, but it's just calling to me. And it's just this, this feeling of, um, I want to uh, harmonize my life. I want to, uh, there's something spiritual about this. And all the things that I hear and read and, um, uh, and observe, uh, they're they're all resonating with me in terms of spirituality. So I know that what I'm seeking is spirituality, but we can't define it yet, right? So what we're seeking is this right here in the middle, and we still have no idea what it is. It's just that we feel inside of us that there is a calling. And so we embark in the spiritual journey of seeking. What is it that we're seeking? Well, what we're seeking is unnameable. We cannot give it a name yet. We don't know. In our experience, we don't know what it is. Yeah, we have many definitions for it, many ways of expressing it. And uh, we have read many ways in which people describe it and so on. But in our experience, as long as we're seekers, we still don't know what it is that we're seeking. So what happens is that once we we have this, uh, this urge uh, in the past, you would have gotten to your local church or temple or monastery and you would have said, listen, you know, something inside me is just burning and just wants to know more. And so you go through the processes of whatever it is that these disciplines would um, guide you to do and be. And so you become a sort of uh, adept or a seeker into the holiness and so on. But nowadays we we may have that option, but the first thing we look up is internet. So we go in there and we find information. Now, this is what we call the new age in which information is simply put out there and people uh, create their own belief systems. Let's just put it that way. These belief systems are of course associated with certain mental patterns that we have as humans, as general humans that have a tendency to um, have an affinity for certain avenues, let's say, which we can call them paths. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But this is what's happening. This is what's internally happen happening to the seeker nowadays is that 
it goes into a sea of information and it may go to church, temples, monasteries and uh, shrines and so on, whatever it is that uh, is the, the local um, religious or spiritual, uh, uh, what should I call it, um, center, uh, heart or, or whatever um, beckons the, the seeker. But inevitably, and this is kind of like a rough generalized view of what's, um, what's available. Most, most of us are in the temple of the internet. And that's where we get our information. That's the new, that's the new temple. So it doesn't matter if it's a physical temple, church, what have you, or the internet, we're going to find uh, directions in, this, in these, again, loose but very general terms that I have here. Why? Because if we go clockwise, let's start with learning because we as modern humans and uh, I've been shifting my, um, my phrase of Westerners to modern humans because uh, modern humans also takes into consideration the East, which is very modernized and we, we tend to call it spiritually like the East and the West, very different cultures. But even so, the people in the East are very modernized and we can say Westernized. So that's why I call it modern humans. We modern humans are so used to intellectual learning, learning bits and bits and bits of information and gathering and making coherence out of all of this. And that is not a problem. That is simply one of our mental configurations, our, our affinities. There's a lot of people who are not very intellectual. And so learning is something that is not very appealing to them. And that's okay, as I'll explain here, because learning is just simply a path. It's another avenue in which you can uh, feel this calling or in which you can navigate this calling, I should say. I wanna emphasize that what's calling you is this in the center and this are sim these are simply avenues in which you can go to the center of it. And it depends on our mental configuration, as I'll explain in a little bit. But learning then is one of those methods. And we, we want to learn conceptually a lot of things. We do. So this starts to become very appealing to us. The more I learn, the closer I get to what's calling me. I'm going to get, I'm going to reach there. You see, the seeker is, has that uh, thirst for knowledge. But also we resonate with certain things like opening the heart, which is something that is not intellectual. It's completely uh, intuitive. It's just something that you feel and you have no explanation for it. And we uh, acknowledge that and we say, yes, it's opening the heart is something that is, uh, it's necessary. And some people have this uh, permeability, I should say, of receiving the love of everything and melting with that love you see at the moment so there's people who have that as well now continuing on of course there are exercises that we're going to learn because hey you know what is an activity or what is a seeking without exercises so you need to uh, do certain exercises and it could be breathing it could be certain um, yoga poses or uh, it could be Kriya Yoga, which is more of a 
conditioning for the nervous system and so on. So we start to learn all these things if we have an affinity for them. Again, some people don't, but we find that too. We also have metaphysics. I think metaphysics is something that in this channel in particular, uh, there's going to be a lot of affinity because I talk about the law of one and the law of one is by far the biggest and most coherent material that exists in terms of metaphysics. So metaphysics is it's another calling. It's another avenue in which this, which is calling us. It's the same thing. Let's keep in mind that it's always the same thing that is keeping this, um, this attraction of the, the mind that has certain affinity. You can see this as a mind, right? We have, this is our mind has certain affinities and it gets pulled towards the center of calling. So metaphysics is another way. It's the exploration of that which is beyond physics or that which uh, is beyond what the matter is, what we consider matter, physical reality. So big affinity there for a lot of people. Another thing that we buy into uh, consciously, we admit it, is that actions, actions are very important because they reflect your own mind. And uh, so, you know, you, you want to do the good deed, basically, right action, you see? So actions is another thing that we, we buy into because we, we resonate with that and say, yes, uh, right actions with people, family, friends, or, people I just barely know at work or whatever. And so you start measuring your actions and seeing what's informing my actions. See, that's all part of this process. And meditation, obviously, is something that is emphasized no matter where or in what, um, in what path you go. But meditation is uh, it's another way in which you can, your, your call into. And you say, well, I need to meditate. Meditation is just something that's just necessary. Just like opening the heart or learning some metaphysics or right action or doing some exercises and of course learning. So all of this seems to be necessary, you see? Now, at this point, I wanna talk about something else. You see, there is the, um, I wouldn't say maybe, I, it just seems if you're looking at this, just looking at this, you may already say, oh, yes, I have always have a strong affinity for this or that or the other. See, you have already. And if you compare with somebody else who may be sitting next to you, if they're watching this with you, then you would say, oh, see, you have more of an affinity for that, which I don't, but I do with this. So we tend to have, even though we all like, obviously all these things, and we want to uh, get better at it or just explore it more, we tend to have that uh, inclination, that strength, if you will. I would call it a channel that has been strengthened. You have no idea how, you have no idea why, but that's just your mental configuration. You have um, a stronger um, inclination towards that and lesser towards others, right? that's okay that's your particular mind so you will find people who are naturally open-hearted who you see and they radiate this love okay and you say wow that person is it's, uh, it's so kind you know it's, they feel 
reality. They can feel it and enjoy it and appreciate it. Right? There are others who are very focused in exercises and uh, being very disciplined and so on. So you find that intellectual people, uh, you will find that they're just the way they can explain and coherently uh, um, patch up reality in a way that is pleasant and so on. And uh, that's a that, that's another one. And the metaphysics is another one. Some people have just this sensitivity to. Uh, see beyond and get messages and so on. All these activities happening, right, beyond the physical, unexplainable, and yet there is information that is permeating there, right? All of this. But that's because there is a, strength, a strong channel. It doesn't mean that it's bringing you there. It's just that you're exercising it, that that's who you are. Same with actions. Have you ever met people who are always constantly trying to help other people and getting involved in community events and doing things. That's not me, by the way. <laughs> um, so you see, we all have our, I'm going to call it um, preferences, natural preferences. It's not something you can force yourself to do. Um, meditation, some people have a very easy way to meditate. Just It's just it's a natural thing, you see? Um, and so all of these things, and I, again, this is just very general terms because we can break it down. We can break down each of these into a myriad of um, other little uh, ramifications of what they, they, they mean and express. So right now you may say, well, yes, I have an affinity for all those things, but what about the other ones that I don't have? Well. You simply don't have them or you haven't explored them yet, but they're there, you know, they're there. And so they are developing or simply being explored by yourself in, uh, at its own pace. Now, the question is at this point, is it really necessary to excel at all of these things? Well, the answer is no, of course, you don't need to excel at anything. This is simply who you are and you have, like I said, affinities. That's simply what it is, okay? You don't need to be an artist and at the same time a um, physicist and then a musician and also a shaman or whatever it is. You don't have to excel or sports, you have to excel at sports. You, you don't think that way in reality. So why would you want to think this way with your own mind? Your mind has simply certain attractions to, um, to to be in a certain way. But you see, the key thing here is that when you are in a spiritual path, something is calling you and it's going to pull harder on those parts that are strong. So if it's meditation, trust me, meditation will become something in your life. If it's metaphysics, all oh, this will get so, so brilliant and so on. You see, so all of these things are calling you. Now, here is where I want to denounce the, um, uh, the issue with the new age, which, like I said, you know, is the temple that we have now on the internet, gurus and people talking to us about certain things and so on. Um, but what's the catch or what is the obstacle? The obstacle is that it is very hard for us to discern what is it that is necessary and what is not, you see? And 
I won't say unfortunately, because I think that everything has its purpose, but there is a, uh, a very common, it's not about the internet, actually. This has been going on for thousands of years in which there are certain gurus or teachers who become a little bit too um, rooted in their own doctrines. And like I said, you don't have to be a very well-formed teacher to do this. You simply have, it's a mental tendency that humans have to become attached to their own practices. So you will find somebody who says, hmm, you're lacking in, uh, in your astral projection. Uh, that means you're, uh, you're, you're weak there, so you have to strengthen that. See, or meditation. You're not very good at meditation. That means you have problems, so you need to work on that. Or you're, ex you're not disciplined. Hmm. There's something about you that, you know, it's just, we can get you better, you see? So all of these things are what you are, you, you still have resentment for your parents, or you, you do a lot of work. You know, all these things are um, superficial ways in which to talk to you. Why? Because for them, that's the only thing they know, you see? And these are ways to uh, get closer to what is calling you. See, because you want that. And because the guru knows certain paradigms in which you know you can you can get close to that, it'll use those, but it won't be able to help you with something else. So we get confused, is what I'm saying. You see, you read on the internet, on Instagram, or watch YouTube videos like this one, and you get even more confused because you don't know what to do. At this point, you say, what am I gonna do? You know, do I need to do this or that? Or should I strengthen this? But how do I strengthen this? That's bringing me closer to this, so I have to. This is all because there is information overload. And in each one of these, there is so much out there that you can go and practice and do all of this, right? And that's where we stand today. We are at this uh, plenty of avenues, this crossroads of so many avenues in which we can take and we become confused, which is okay, it's normal. But I'm here to tell you in a little bit that none of this is necessary and I'll show why. But it is important for me to mention because you will going to relate to what I'm saying here. And you will say, yes, there's an affinity there, and there's an affinity there, and I don't have an affinity there, and so on. Recognize your mind. Recognize what or how that which is calling you, how is calling to you in any of these. Could be another one. I might be missing something here. Let me know in the comments. But I think this actually uh, creates um, a very, very general view of of how, how the mind works. Now, here's the thing. You don't have to absolutely meditate in order to get closer to what's calling you. You don't have to intellectually conceptualize reality in so many ways. Scientists have been trying to do this and they fail dramatically in their own attempts because they want to conceptualize everything into knowing the essence of reality and they can't. They found quantum physics, they got scared and they just simply went away with some other explanation. The uncertain principle. 
So uh, you don't have to uh, open your heart and be if you don't have to. Your heart is open the way it is. Enjoy it. So none of this you have to do. None. You only have to follow whatever is calling you. And what is calling you will pull you really hard from there. So just follow that. But even then, it's a sort of um, direction I'm giving you. And I don't like giving directions. But it's still something that alleviates the confusion and the necessity for learning more and applying more and practicing and becoming disciplined and doing this and uh, improving myself. All of this, which I am personally against. There is no improvement. There's no way you can walk to where you are right now. And that's what's calling you. So if you're perceptive, something else that I wanted to mention is that uh, there is a culture in the East, which is Hinduism. You may have heard about it. They actually have been doing this for thousands of years. And so they have developed different yogas. What's funny is that all of these things have been mapped out by them. And please forgive me because this is not a comprehensive list of all the yogas, but at least the main ones that I am aware of. And you can see how they have been reinforcing this over time to say, yes, this is a path and you can follow it if you want. All yogas are the same, just like all Hindu gods are referring to the same uh, way, the same, uh, the same self. But just like the Hindu gods don't conflict with each other and those who are um, who adore certain gods don't fight against each other. They just know they're talking about the same thing. In the same way, yoga is just one thing. Yoga means union. But again, if you are perceptive, you have seen that this is actually what's called uh, jnana. Jnana yoga. Very simple. It's about the intellect. Is recognizing that we have an intellect and that we use it. And some people have a strong affinity, like I said, through this. Opening hearts. Well, we have a full yoga on this, which is bhakti yoga. And I hope I'm getting my H. I think I get it wrong sometimes. That's bhakti yoga, opening the heart. It's living from the devotion state, devotion to a deity, to people, to uh, nature, to whatever it is. That's opening the heart. It's the way of the heart, you see? Exercises. Oh, this is where we get um, our um, yoga pose, poses and uh, all those nice pictures on the sea and people in different handstands and so on. This is Hatha yoga, discipline, right? How curious. We have ways of yoga, which again, yoga means union. Union with what? With divinity with the divinity or the divine, which I won't explain in detail here. It's not necessary. All we're interested in is what's calling us. What is this thing that is calling us? Uh, metaphysics, uh, I believe that's Laya Yoga. I don't have much knowledge on this one. I think it's Laya, um, which is another yoga that explores the energy centers and the experiences of exploring these uh, metaphysical realities. You see, so that's why you hear a lot of Hindus talking about the chakras and so on, because there is a yoga that is designed for that path. People who have an affinity for that. Great. 
actions, the word karma, karma yoga, actually, is a form of union or a way in which you can go into that which is calling you. It's action. It's those people who um, want to become um, more good deeds and through good deeds they they feel because they have an affinity. You don't have to do good deeds. You don't you don't know what good deed is until you do it. <laughs> so, uh, but people have an affinity for that. And meditation, of course, is just something that uh, it's in everything. But I'm going to attribute it to. Uh, I think I pronounce it Rai, what, Raja, Raja Yoga, which is the, the royal yoga. There's a lot of emphasis in, uh, in the mind, purifying the mind and just single focus, mantras and so on. So how curious that those on our planet who have been exploring this for thousands of years have developed all these yogas, which are, again, Straight. There is a Patanjali Yoga, which I won't talk about because that's that's a more um, complete way into doing all of this. It's a sort of synthesized way of approaching um, this this seeking. But the key point, and again, my my idea is not to confuse you confuse you any further, but just to show you, you know, how this has been. Um, explore so many ways, in so many ways. So, this is what we have. This is what we are. And at any point here, one might say, well, all of this is just, just so difficult, Gabe. For, for me to do all of this, it's just, I mean, everything that you're explaining is so high there, you know, and all the people who have so here's where linear mentality creates the view of the path and says, I am here, right? I am, we should just stop there, but we won't. <laughs> we would say, I am here. I am is all we need. But yeah, I say, I am here and you are up here. You know, you, you know so much, you're so disciplined. You have such an open heart, I am here. Comparing. Who does that? The mind, the ego, of course. And so this linear think thinking will not only create an infinite line of progress, but a steep line in which people are higher than them. That, once again, is the ego at work. So do we fall into that? Because we see all of this overwhelming and say, oh, no, what am I going to do? How am I going to... Not only do I have affinity for only one or two, but it's just, I don't know, it hasn't been uh, strengthened and all of this. Well, the truth is that you don't need to do any of that. You don't need to do anything. Because the key, the key to all of this is to recognize what is it that is calling you. But here's the problem problem in the mind is that this which is calling you this little circle here which I just arbitrarily drew there it is completely what's the word oh, I forgot the word in Spanish is blindado is 
isolated. It's just um, it's impermeable by the mind, and it is impermeable by the mind. You cannot reach there with the mind. A thought pattern is created that isolates this and says that's not possible to achieve. I can't. It's not possible. That is our problem, that we see it as something impossible, that we see it as something that will take me so many years or incarnations, some people even buy into that, incarnations to reach there. And the truth is that it is not. This is not impossible. In fact, it is so stupidly easy and it's not even easy, easy, easy still uh, provokes or evokes the uh, the notion of effort. Easy, difficult, little effort, lots of effort, none, no effort whatsoever. It's present right now. That which is calling you is yourself. It is the self, the self, which is not described by anything. Therefore, is simply is, simply is, you are because we're so used to the mind telling us, categorizing things, we say, no, that can't be, because blah, 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 blah. See, no mind, no need for a mind, and you will be there. That's all that is calling us. So the most uncomfortable exercise that I'm going to do with you, and that you can do with yourself, is this. Why is it so uncomfortable to not have any thoughts? Why is it that we can't allow the mind to be without us being dragged by it? Us, because we have a mind, we say. So who is the, the I that has the mind? Who is the self? that has a mind or a thinking mind. It can't be the mind, it can be something that is within the mind because it hasn't. So why, why is it so difficult? That difficulty is what completely isolates this into an impossibility to reach there. I need to practice all of these things. I need to calm my mind, I need to be disciplined, I need to open my heart, I need to explore so many realms of metaphysics and I need to learn a lot, by the way. And my actions must reflect that. So this is the main obstacle that we have. The desire to do things to achieve something that we already are. That is the problem. That's been the problem for thousands of years. So gurus acknowledge this and say, yes, you're right. Okay, so we're going to put you through the mill and you're going to have to do a lot of effort and uh, you had affinity for metaphysics, all right? Okay, you're gonna do more metaphysical stuff and when you go to sleep and you, when, you, when you wake up and when you meditate and you do this, uh, or actions, so gurus are gonna tell you everything because they're gonna play your game. Now, do you wanna play that game? Sure, that's fine. But if you are aware that something is calling you and that which is calling you is yourself and the guru, any, any teacher, any guru, will have at its basis the self, knowing who you are. 
And if you say you don't know it, then they're going to make you uh, play your own game. Of course they are. You're the one. In fact, you're the one playing the game or showing the game. They just like playing it with you. So you can do that. You can follow that. It's not going to lead you anywhere because they're, they'll tell you right away. Where you are is where you have to be, but you don't recognize it. You think you have to do things. And so all of this is created. It's not created. We create it. And so the guru acknowledges and says, yeah, sure. You know, you, you will eventually reach there because there is a pull that eventually will cause this, um, this incessant activity of the mind to be and do and all these things to finally cease. And at that point, you have arrived. You have arrived to where you already were. So you see, none of this is necessary, absolutely unnecessary to simply be. But the more concepts and ideas we get into our heads that we have to do and practice and so on, well, that's, that's the game that we're creating. And the mind thinks this way. The mind explores reality this way. You see, I'm not saying that these are unnecessary. They need to be obliterated. No, the contrary. They define that which is being manifested through you. In fact, this is the problem also, that we're seeing things as a separate self that needs to finally dissolve and stay there. If there was no separate self, this is all, by the way, egoic action. This is the wheel of becoming, the moving of the wheel and what generates more karma and so on. So that's another thing. We think that we need to dissolve completely the self. There is no more a separate self and that's it and get there. But that's only the first step. That's just simply the first step. There is a second and ultimate step, final step, where you go back. In fact, you realize that what you are has been doing all of this, but you have been identifying with a limited self, right? That's the ego. Identifying with little selves. Now that you know that there is no any other identity but the identity, which is what you are, then in the second step, you go back. And that's what I call the collapse of duality, where you think there is a self and then there is an activity, something to be done, and so on. Instead of being just one reality, one motion, one self, manifesting, experiencing the perception of limitation, apparent time and space. So you reach, you don't reach, you recognize, and you dissolve all of this as a separate self, but everything that you have affinity with, you now explore and enjoy and share with others and yourself and what we call simply the creator, the wholeness of this universe. You share it with that. That is the path. So it doesn't matter where you are or you feel you are, notice always that this is at the center and that is you simply being. That will inform everything that you do. So again, this was just my way of explaining something that can and will require uh, an infinity of time to talk about because we cannot ever conceptualize it. We can only talk about it. And this is just my contribution to that part of talking about this. And hopefully it's just a way to 
show you that there is a reality to what you have and you are and you feel you are. The only thing that is not real is that there is a self, a separate self, who is seeking to dissolve. It's always been this one true self, but confused with the limitations of the mind and thinking it is that. That's the ego. So the path of spirituality is one of dissolving through whatever means, because these, like I said, they're not needed. And this is why in the direct path, we go straight into this. Without any of this, we go straight into the essence of being. We don't have this um, armor. I think it's the word I was looking for, but that doesn't describe it well. We don't have this isolation. We don't put this in. We go straight and we penetrate all those beliefs that says it's impossible. I can't do it. Separate self-talking. We go straight into it. First step, recognize the ego, get it out of the way, go straight into this, the essence of being. From there, we understand, we feel and corroborate that what I'm feeling and, and, and sensing is my own self. Yes, it is, of course, I'm not believing in anything. We go from belief to knowing, and then we come out into reality. That's what we do in the direct path. And that's why I love doing that instead of all this uh, plethora and myriad of um, practices and things that uh, they're inefficient to me because this is the most efficient way to go straight into what you are and then from there be able to uh, enjoy whatever it is that you have an affinity with. But don't use that as a way of seeking. You already got what you wanted. You see, you recognize what you are. You don't have to get it. That's what I focus on. So this is my shameless plug to tell you that in the description, of course, is the direct path, which is my course. And if you want to get in touch with me, you'll find links to Instagram where you can just send me a DM and say, hey, I'm interested in this. Uh, or in Patreon, you can go. Those are the three links that you'll find there if you want to get more into this conversation and also support my work because I love doing this and I want to continue doing it. So with that being said, um, this is all I got. I hope this was helpful and that you can relate to a lot of what I said here in your own path. Leave me a comment like, subscribe, all of that stuff helps also to spread this message. I appreciate you listening, watching, and with nothing else to say, I'll see you in the next video.